0: I'm going to try to put this between all of us. Hi, everyone. This is Laura. And Amanda. And we have a guest with us tonight. We have Taylor, my coworkers, my right-hand man, joining us tonight to complain about me in Nashville. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, yes. (laughs) So, as we promised this next episode is on when you're the one causing conflict and we're going to start it off pretty light with just the difference between extroverts and introverts and when an extrovert pushes an introvert into situations that they don't want to be in (laughs) which is basically what happened in Nashville and I think actually this is a really good tie-in to what we were talking about well Amanda you were talking about the world being geared toward extroverts because when you go on these business trips and these big conference events, I mean, they're expecting you to be very social and mingle and go out. And and um, in our world, Taylor and I's world, the industry that we work with, they like their parties. so <laughs> Very much so, yeah. <laughs> yes. And we were in Nashville um, for actually a Friday conference, and one of our partners decided, I paused because we don't know what to call these people if they're partners or what, but they decided it was a good idea to have a Thursday night event to try to keep people from going to a competitor's event the next morning. Brilliant thinking, but if you're an adult at all, you can imagine what that actually meant. (laughs) So it was at a bar on Broadway Street, and um, I'm going to let Taylor talk about her initial, I have some pretty funny
1: pictures of <laughs> us getting to Broadway Street. Oh, boy. I mean, as an introvert, being around that many people just to start with is horrible. She was complaining about the event before we got
2: to the The hotel
1: how many people are going to be there why why do we have to even go to this (laughs) totally can
2: relate like could I just
1: stay at the hotel and you just go right well I mean I don't mind the business aspect of it and I get that however that was just more of a party which isn't really my scene now it wouldn't be so bad if it wasn't just blaring music and a bunch of people just bumping into each other. There really wasn't anything business wise to be accomplished. And so I felt like it was just wasting my time and making me exceedingly uncomfortable. <laughs> so yeah, that was basically my uh my uh good time with that. <laughs> so we get to this bar and it's like what three stories? Yep.
0: And um, oh and it had an elevator that we were not allowed to use. Yeah, only only employees. Only could employees use that. and musicians. Mm-hmm. And they literally had like a different band on every level. And then it's on Broadway Street, and then it's across from Margaritaville, and then everyone on the street might as well have an instrument because of how, yes. how much music was just matching just together. non-stop non-stop on a thursday night and i love it i am right in my element i mean if i could just sit there and listen to the music i wouldn't even necessarily care if i could make out what was being said or anything but um walking to the bar and being in the crowd I had to keep giving Taylor pep talks
1: about... Yeah. You know, I can't she, do this. You I will
0: can't. It. You will. <laughs>
1: <Try> <laughs> you will boss. mingle. <laughs>
0: you will talk to people. Oh, I was
1: trying so hard. But every time I'd start a conversation, I felt like it was just lost in a sea of yeah. sound. So mm-hmm. I was like, why, why am I even bothering? Yeah. So then I had to console her out on the... Patio,
0: balcony, balcony.
1: Because there, there was no air conditioning. Also, oh yeah, ninety degree weather. Nashville's really proud of their heat. Mm -hmm. Yep, they they like to flaunt it. Yes,
0: and it's very humid. Especially
2: when you mix alcohol and 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 a whole bunch of people. So
0: many people, sweaty Mm middle-aged men.
1: We don't want to go there. That's a bad idea. It was something. (laughs) I mean.
0: I had fun,
1: but whatever.
0: I felt. Whatever. Like, also, whatever.
1: felt kind of guilty, and I don't know, Amanda, if that's something that you, like you ever feel too. Like when you're with an extrovert, you feel like you're bringing them yes, down, I and do you do. feel
2: guilty, but like you're trying. Yeah, and then I try to push myself even more, and then I make myself more uncomfortable, and then I'm like, I have to go. <laughs> like I'm sorry. Exactly. This is just right. a bad <laughs> <break>. I'm <laughs> just <laughs> making it worse. It's a bad so, breakup. So well, why she, am I trying? Gonna, <laughs> okay, thank you. And
0: the event was scheduled from like. 7 to 10 and by 9:30 everyone in my group was like so you ready to leave? <laughs> yeah. Laura wasn't ready to leave. Laura does not like being the first pe- person to leave. No. However, I didn't feel so bad this time around because I had actually already noticed some other people leaving. And so I have to say kudos to you for not being the first one. I mean, the whole time you did want to leave. <laughs> but you weren't the first one to be like, okay, we're leaving.
1: <laughs> I try to go with the flow as much as possible. I mean, if it were like midnight, I would probably be like, I, I, I got to go yeah. back. Like, I'm going to take a taxi. I can't be here any longer. So, Guys, we left a Nashville... Bar
0: down on Broadway Street. Again, across from Margaritaville at nine thirty.
1: It was too loud, Laura. It's too loud, too many people. It was was hot, people drinking. No. Everything that adds up to everything I hate so too much. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I felt bad for her though. Like I said, I just feel so guilty because I know she wants to be around this and I know she wants to experience it, but I my so my thing that
0: whole evening so i didn't really want to have to talk to all the middle-aged men anyway and try to sell things i wanted to enjoy myself so that part didn't bother me um the music was all right so i wasn't bothered by that I was more upset that I couldn't go across the street to Margaritaville <laughs> than anything <laughs> else. Better party. <laughs> and, then, and then Amanda had texted me something about a co-worker wanting a picture of Jason Aldean's new bar. And I was like, where's it at? We got to go find it. I, don't oh even, I do not even like Jason Aldean. I mean, I will make nice that very Nashville. clear. But I'm in Nashville, yep. and this... Girl wants a picture of Jason Aldean's bar. I wanted to go try to find her a picture of Jason Aldean's bar. (laughs) It didn't happen. I was sad about that. So then that was the end of that night. We went back to the hotel, and we were boring the rest of the night. (laughs) I enjoyed
2: that part, but I mean... (laughs) My bedtime's at, like, 10, so that's a full night for me. Thank you. Okay, (laughs)
1: mine's even worse, though. Like, I basically... To describe myself, I'm a crotchety old man. So I my do. bedtime's I like six thirty. I have a ton of cats. I go home to them, go to bed. Fair so enough. I get yeah. it. Right. So anything past like seven, I'm just all downhill from I there. Know.
2: So. And even if people are like, Hey, do you wanna go run errands or go grocery shopping? I'm like it's 6.15. I know. I can't, I
1: can't make plans this late. Exactly. It's morning
2: stuff next day. Absolutely. I'm
1: much more apt to do anything in the morning. Like, yeah. if somebody's like, hey, let's go to a party in the morning. Yeah, I would be down we're for morning that. We're morning parties we're morning partiers. And I just, I have more energy. Like, I, towards the end, evening, like, at 5 o'clock even, I'm just so drained. I don't want to do anything. Exactly. you guys so you say you feel guilty for not being
0: peppy enough at a party. Laura doesn't feel guilty. Does I she? I I do <laughs> I do I feel like I should pretend to be one of your cats in the hotel room <laughs> <laughs> that I you need. I <laughs> That you need that like
1: comfort, or that I should sit there and like hum to you, or something. I to, I'm oh, gonna you know. wake up one morning, She's purring in my ear. Is
0: one thing I do not feel guilty about, though, is trying to get up
1: as early as you do. I don't feel bad at all because you, I know you she, don't want my company anyway. Well, I try. I get up earlier than her anyway, just so I get out of the bathroom and get everything done. So that's. You know, so yep. you have your own time. We're we're very good traveling. We are one hundred percent. So then we get to this event on Friday,
0: and it's very large. It's actually in the okay. music center across from the CM. See, I know nothing music... about country music. S- <laughs> music City, Music City Center. Something. Like anyway, that. it's across from the country music CMAs, right? No. I don't know why I see Please him. Please okay. doing this with
2: the country music. I know. I know.
0: I'm like, we're going to – people are going to find us and start listening to us, and then they're going to be like, oh, my gosh, she made fun of country music, and I can't listen to them anymore. Um, I apologize to uh, to everyone who likes country music. That's fine. I like Darley Parton. That's okay. Um, Johnny Cash. Okay, anyway, I'm done. So Friday morning, and we're at the event, and um, – The next thing that we wanted to talk about is how like you were saying thursday night you didn't really feel like it was productive for you but on friday at the event where you could talk to all the potential clients in the world you're 100% extroverted in fact maybe even more than I am a little bit because I was happy to pull out my laptop and go sit behind that table and go through my 50,000
1: emails see I kind of feel like that's where we flip-flop like in that type of scenario that's where I do become extroverted I just when it's I don't know, business-related or business-oriented, I know that's what I'm getting paid to do, and so that's what I'm going to try and strive to do my best. Listening to music isn't what I'm getting paid to do, so I'm really not going to try and act like I'm having fun, but talking to people (laughs) is. And so I try to go out and just be as outgoing as I can, which I I feel like I do an okay job of pretending when I'm I'm talking to people. Oh, 100%. I would never in a thousand years peg you for
2: an introvert I know it's weird and a lot of people that's how they are because I think I've mentioned this before like when I was in college they would have female PR people come in and talk to us and they're like actually I'm an introvert they're like I have my job I like getting out and doing these things and doing these events and planning these things and talking to all these people but when I go home like I'm in my study I am done with people yeah Mm -hmm. and so I think it's very strange that there's a lot of introverts out there we don't know about because they seem so extroverted in their jobs are you that way no no I'm not. straight no I don't know <laughs> for talk to hours people.
1: it's painful, oh, so painful. I, I hours of cubicle sitting yeah I did I'm a in, lot of retail so I'm wondering if that played a part in maybe. it to where you know I kind of watching people getting into that business I was like oh okay that's how I need to be. Well, so
2: honestly, I was possible. most extroverted when I worked at a hospital because I felt like there was a lot of meaning towards that and people needed interaction, like yes. really meaningful interaction. I felt good doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not just like superficial maybe. See, yeah. and Yeah. Like, I don't know. It worries for me. You,
1: yeah. For you, it comes off as superficial. Yeah.
0: But I think for you, Taylor, it's just that, that you are goal driven in that, so talking to the clients, you enjoy that part. Mm, I That's do. I mean, I mean yeah. you do. Yeah, you do look enjoyable. Whereas what I enjoy more about the events is going around and building my relationships with our partners, right? And talking to those people and making plans to go to their offices and have launch parties that are never going to happen. But anyway, <laughs> um, oh, and also London. So we had some awesome people come over from the UK, our UK team, and um, they're hilarious. I really wish that we could have gotten into talking to them about personalities. (laughs) I (laughs) would just (laughs) love to know how they are with, I don't know, everyone in general. They seem kind of quiet toward the general public, but they're hilarious. And it was super fun to interact with them. And again, like you come off really extroverted in those
1: situations too. (laughs) Planning your Monty Python. (laughs) Anytime I'm around a British person, I just lose it. Like they are a celebrity to me, just collectively. And yeah, I just start. Do you know Monty Python? I know that sounds exceedingly trite to them, but like I get so excited (laughs) just to ask them. They They at least they played into it. Felt kind of bad, but oh my gosh, they're just the best. I fell in love with them. They're wonderful. Yes. And then I am more
0: of a work hard, play sort of hard person. So I get to the event, pull out the flyer that they've handed us, and, oh, they have an 80s cover band. So guess what I'm living
2: the rest of the day for.
1: (laughs) She was so excited. I was. I was like, well –
2: Saving up your energy that day, just going through emails and then could. So can-
0: possibly. No, there was no saving energy. You couldn't have saved energy in that room if you wanted to. But no, I, I, had, I had like, here's my boss on one, both bosses on one side and Taylor on the other side that... They're like, oh, we don't really want to stay. And even some of our other partners <laughs> that I thought would definitely be, like, partners in crime with me were like, well, we're not sure we're going to stay. It's so late. We all have early flights. We had an early flight. Everyone's like, eh, maybe we don't stay. And I'm over here going, I'm going to see me some 80s cover band. <laughs> you
2: would like that. You will stay up to like, the flight leaves. If no yeah, one
0: stops that, you. That was like, someone life. has to stop you, Laura. <laughs> That's true. I do have to be stopped. I totally got stopped too. So, '80s cover band. It's after dinner. Taylor has disappeared. <laughs> I have <laughs> to. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: whatever. I'm texting her. I'm like, you gonna come
0: to the '80s cover band? One of our other clients, who's a super outgoing guy, was hanging out with us, and um, one of our sales team members, he was there um didn't know this but he's totally big on karaoke and knows all of his 80s songs so they start playing and him and I are the only ones freaking out about this (laughs) and then of course we're singing along with them and we know all the words and everything and uh we're dancing and yeah everyone else is just standing behind us watching and I'm like okay well I'm part of the entertainment that's great um, and then they get to the 90s rap, and there's been no sign of Taylor. Um, the outgoing client, who we'll just call P, he's like, okay, where is Taylor? I'm going to go find her. I'm <laughs> going to go get her New York style. <laughs> and At this point, I'm like, Taylor's phone's back on, and so I'm, like, texting her. Oh, my gosh, he's going to come get you. He says he's going to come <laughs> get you New York style. Like, you better get up here. No, I'm downstairs. Mind you, this is a huge building. Taylor's downstairs charging her phone and working. And by now it's like what, eight thirty, nine o'clock. Nine ish. Yeah, yeah, nine o'clock, so Um, you've
1: shut off for the day,
0: clearly. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. I'm done. I'm done and out. Everyone everyone else in our group is just tolerating me and Jay at this point. (laughs) Literally, that's all they're doing is tolerating us. And then as soon as the 90s rap starts and um, I Like Big Butts comes out, they're done. And they're like, we're packing this up. You... They, they tell Jeremy, Jay and I – I'm going to so start spilling names here in a moment – that we are ha- we are welcome to stay because we had two rental cars. They were going to try to shove everybody into the one <laughs> the rental
2: car. they were going to let me and
0: Jay stay. They are like, you can stay if you want to, but we're leaving. And at that point, we were like, okay, whatever – we're just gonna go back with you because it's ridiculous for you guys to try to fit everybody <laughs> car. and all of our booth supplies into one vehicle. So um
1: that was. Oh, and then there was the manhunt for Taylor, that which that basically happened. he consisted his New York style was just walking down the stairs <laughs> and loudly saying my name. <laughs> yes! Over here, like, right here he, he has oh he
0: knows no embarrassment he will be as loud that's a whole other type of introvert or extrovert for me because i can get embarrassed i don't like to be the loud one in a crowd but no he knows no no end to his you could hear him in that bar thursday night i will tell you that
1: <laughs> right absolutely not like absolutely
0: everything out of his mouth mm-hmm yep all right. Well, thank you so much, Taylor, for thank joining you, Taylor. us well, and being a specimen of <laughs>
1: Spec-
0: <anytime laughs> Absolutely. To- my nonsense. And um, Amanda and I have more to share with you later. Peace out for now. <laughs> I hit record and you know, start I- laughing. You can't do this to me. It's staying. It's we're, back. we're back. We're back. We're back. Okay. Thank you so much again, Taylor, for that interview. That was super fun. And we plan to have more guests in the future.
2: I actually have one lined up.
0: I have one, too. Oh, this is exciting. We've got at least two future (laughs) guests lined up. So we're going to continue this episode with... um, When you're the one that's causing conflict. And this story has a bad guy, actually... Um, it's the person who underestimates you, the person you are about to stand up to and confront. So we're going to take a look at the steps that you should maybe think through or at least the steps that we think through or discuss together before we get ourselves into a situation where we're, we know that we're going to cause some conflict um And if you're someone who doesn't like conflict,
2: this is a hard step to take. Me. I don't like conflict. Mm-hmm. And actually, like, I was thinking about this, like, in a business perspective, I have never stood up for myself, really. Because every time it got to that point where I felt I should, kind of just left. Like, looked for a new job. Yeah. And well, that's wrong on my part now that I'm actually in a job and I can see where I would need to negotiate and deal with conflict and I just don't feel like I have the skills to do it because I'm a compromiser and an avoider don't avoid this topic
0: Amanda <laughs> even talking about it makes me uncomfortable she's she looks uncomfortable <laughs> so right now uncomfortable but we're pressing on pressing on I'm going to force her through it like the extrovert that I am. Well, you know, I think that there's a difference between being in a job that you don't particularly see going anywhere or being a career and having something come up. Maybe you already didn't like the job to begin with, so when that situation comes up and you don't want to deal with the conflict, it's easier to just walk away. That's true. It's not worth fighting for, like... Yes, but when you're in a job where you actually, the job itself you like, then or you have you, to stay. Yeah, or you have to stay because you're an adult who, who has bills has to eat. Eat. Mm-hmm. and money. Doesn't grow on trees, then you find that you would rather deal with the conflict, and not be really uncomfortable and really unhappy in that situation, especially if it's with someone that just will not leave you alone. And we're here to encourage our audience um, that that is the right step to take in defending yourself. However, it has to be done correctly because I do not like it when people use this and defending themselves as an excuse to be a brat. That's true. And selfish. There's a difference. And that's kind of our first step to this. Um, you need to look at the reasons to stand up for yourself. And we're going to try to go through this pretty fast because we actually had... That interview was so good that it took took up a lot of like the time frame that we try to stay within. So we're going to run through... Um, our, what what was that test that we took? The one where it's like your different... Was it your different confrontation styles? I think or so. Or different arguing styles? Wow, Laura. Does it say on here? What is this test? Was it how you communicate in conflict? I think it's who you are. Your conflict style. Your conflict style. Okay, all go. right, here we go. Whew that. So reasons to stand up for yourself. Um, someone must actually have wronged you and not just hurt your feelings.
2: Which can be hard to differentiate sometimes. It like can if, be.: Yes.
0: In the heat of the moment, yeah. it's very easy to be like, "Oh, I've been wronged because you're it angry." Hurts. Yeah, and it hurts. And when you really have been wronged, it's not like emotions are going to be gone. From that situation. You're going to have emotions too in that situation. Um, But, you know, if you can start practicing. If you know enough about yourself to know what sets you off just from your personality versus scenarios that really are wrong, then you can start practicing just a quick mental check. Like, what is causing me to be angry in this very moment?
2: And that's why I don't like to deal with confrontation Right after i've been wronged or hurt, because it takes me a long time i 'm not very good with feelings or identifying what is connected to what, so it takes me probably a longer amount of time than most people to really get to the bottom of why i'm upset or why I need to confront someone Mhm so I think that's maybe a difficult issue to overcome if someone is pressing you to get something resolved, but you don't. That pressure makes you even shut down even more, which is what I do. Yes,
0: because you had a voider very high in your percentage list. And someone who's a computer, they're going to just push and push and push that issue because it's all about getting it just fixed. And maybe even problem solvers, too, depending on what type of problem solver. Like, I was high in problem solving, but I actually like to step back and take time to figure out all the different scenarios before... I put out whatever I think is the best um, answer for a situation. So, I guess
2: that would be the first step. And if you are a compromiser, avoider, and you are being pushed, is to be like, I don't have to answer this right now. Mm-hmm. I need some time. Just give me a little bit of time.
0: And then that person needs to respect
2: yes. that and be like, I know this needs to be resolved, it's very important. Let me have some time to think about it. Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah. You, both parties have to respect each other's yes. conflict style in that situation and realize that for the person that's pushing you, they need it solved mentally. Yeah. <laughs> they need they to be able to move on. <laughs> that's true. Um, but then also having that understanding that maybe just take a step back, give a person the moment and figure it out. So if it's the type of scenario where it's just coming at you really hard and fast, um, I don't have answers for you. <laughs> yeah,
2: I think it's... No, I, I mean, it, it, that's it's really difficult. Within your right to be like, I need a second. Yeah. And I think things wouldn't escalate so bad in really bad conflicts if people would just take a time out, cool off, and then come back.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So just some examples of scenarios where someone has really wronged you that are pretty hardcore disrespect of position or authority or just flat out harassment and there are really good courses out there on the differences between harassment, verbal abuse, and physical abuse. They're all completely different things so I recommend looking into those um, before you go calling anyone out on anything like that because there are a lot of things that can get mistaken for harassment I, I think um that were never intended to be that way so be soft on people who maybe you've misunderstood if you, if that's something you're dealing with that would be my only advice there
2: um without going too hardcore into that. that and i think if you feel like you have been harassed then you definitely need to take the time to research it and maybe talk to other people about it mm-hmm. and get other perspectives because that's something very big that you have to deal with and just going with what you feel like might be validated by other people yes and that should give you the confidence to be like okay this was harassment yeah
0: because it's a scale it's not there are things that are really really obvious and then there are things that it's not going to be obvious and it may even have happened more than once before you kind of have that realization that
2: light bulb moment of wait a minute this is not acceptable so because i would i do that too is i think i want to avoid what happened to me no matter how bad it was i just want to move on and though recently i've had to stop and be like i can't move on from this i actually have to think about how serious this was to me
0: yes so you don't you don't want to just leave it out there maybe the person that you need to confront eventually does leave you alone but know that they're if it's a really bad situation they're probably doing it to someone new now Mm -hmm. so you needed to have confronted them and maybe you stopped something from happening to someone else
2: and you definitely need to have the support too like i wasn't going to talk to anyone else about it but i did and i felt better and mm-hmm. then I had the confidence to do what I need to to move on from it. Yes. Yes.
0: So second, we are going to look at how to respectfully stand up for yourself. Um, oh, one thing I did leave out is confronting them should be about uh, making an effort at repairing the relationship, personal mm-hmm. or work related. Um, whatever the level of relationship is there. Again, Maybe, unless it's harassment, because that's another thing that we're not going to spend time on. So we're really just talking about disrespect at this point and confrontation that you can stand up for yourself and try to repair the relationship in.
2: And I think it's easy to burn bridges when it's in, like, when it's not very serious because then you're like oh well I don't need this person I can just cut them out of my life and move on
0: right when it's not a really yeah, yeah important like, relationship this like person just disrespected a co or something me, yeah so we're
2: done yes but then you look around and I've been in positions like this where I looked around I was like oh I burned so many bridges like I'm over here by myself now and that mm-hmm. wasn't the most effective way to deal with all the relationships in my life that was practice that was experience that was learning about other people that I could have had to further myself.
0: That was what I was just about (laughs) to say is it's practice. It is practice. Because eventually, like even those jobs that you have that you don't necessarily care about, so you just decide to leave or whatever Mm -hmm. when conflict happens. But if you had taken the time and in those situations where you don't care as much, maybe you don't have as many emotions and feelings involved too. So you can actually better handle them because you're not getting sidetracked by how you're feeling about it. So those are really good practice situations. Don't lose your practice (laughs) situation.
2: Yes, that's good (laughs) advice. I wish someone had told me that before I left college. I did too.
0: Yeah, because here I am at thirty, and (laughs) and yeah, if I had known a lot of this stuff, or just had the sense to think it for myself at twenty, then I'd probably be better at dealing with situations now. Who
2: thinks when they're twenty? You think you know it all when you're 20. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you get to your 30s and you're like, what was I thinking? I was a
0: child. I was a child. All those people that called me child
2: were right. <laughs> I was a so mad. Old, you're like, conf- girl, you
0: don't even know. I confronted them. <laughs> I confronted all the wrong people. Anyway. <laughs> so... We've already talked a little bit about computers versus avoiders and the problem solvers. Um, what about the accommodators, the compromisers?
2: Could you, could you imagine an accommodator and an avoider trying to solve something? <laughs> because one is trying to accommodate the person that's trying to run away. Like, how does that it even Sounds like work? a sitcom, right? <laughs> I think it could be a
0: show. Let's go to Hollywood.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. That, I feel like that would be a lot of indecisiveness. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of any past situations where I've been the avoider cuz I'm not really an accommodator ever like it was we very talked low about honor. yeah we talked about that like if if the other person's not stepping up then I probably will. But I will avoid. So, but I can't really think of any times in my past where I've really dealt with an accommodator and been the avoider and and nothing got worked out
2: I think I have been in those situations because I have a very high avoider and people are trying to be really nice to me but I cannot make a decision I don't want to make a decision I don't like any of the options Mm. available to me they're trying to get me to pick something even out of the box and I'm like you don't like the options. But I you don't do. like the options and I don't what like do I do? feel like I also feel like they're the accommodator so they can help me make the decision, but then they're like, Oh, Amanda made that decision. So that's why I kind of feel So what so what happens
0: when you're an accommodator and you have to go confront someone? I mean I'm just I'm picturing the sweaty palms and do you go in there with your box full of options? Options?
2: I'd imagine so. But is that a compromiser, too? Well, no, a compromiser is going to they find go the middle in ground. and they're like, what do you think our options are? Because they know their options and what they want, maybe. Mm-hmm. And so they want to put the other person's perspective first and see if any of theirs match up or as close as possible. And they'll be like, okay, that one's a good idea. Let's go with that one, even if it may not be the one that they...
0: I feel like an accommodator think. would deal with being confrontational very well actually.
2: Just the, the accommodators in the Right? World.
0: <laughs> That's what I'm sitting here thinking like, hey audience, if anyone is an accommodator, please contact us. Yes, we wanna talk we to wanna you. We wanna talk to you. We need to understand this process. Um computers, I think are mm-hmm. the complete opposite of an accommodator and they're aggressive and they they probably find confrontation fairly
2: easy. I like, just can't I'm... grasp that level of detachment though. <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> I don't know what else to call it. It the... might not be that, but like determination, like tunnel vision. We've got to get this resolved right now. Mm. I guess I'm just not passionate about it. I'm trying about... to think of,
0: of a situation where a computer would not want to confront. What if it's a situation where they know that they're going to lose? Oh,
2: we need to talk to a computer too.
0: Yeah. I think I don't think we're helping our audience any at this point. I think we're, <laughs> we need we're help just We need help. So we please we need <laughs> to understand this. Well, okay, so let's let's think about this. So you're a computer. You're a go-getter, but you're not the boss. But you need to confront your boss.
2: Ooh. Maybe a computer too. What to head?
0: And maybe it's over something like, you know, you deserve a raise. Mm. Um,
2: something that you would, you would want to win. I actually, have been not witness, but heard the confrontation. They go out of their offices or whatever, and then there was like this ice that falls on everyone because mm. everyone knows the boss is mad. Everyone knows this other person is mad, and it is just like. Very thick tension. So I guess that could be a result that neither one wins. Because they're both upset about what the other one said. hmm And they both were just trying to push their way all the way through. So they didn't... Neither one probably won. Right. And I would think a computer would also have
0: a hard time confronting an avoider. Oh, yeah. Because the avoider will avoid (laughs) the avoider is going to have the most trouble confronting so amanda tell us what does the avoider do run hide put my
2: headphones in
0: i think what you were saying earlier is very important to the avoider about having a support system maybe working through what you want to say and maybe get if you have a Problem solver or compromising friend, get them to help you because they'll go through the scenarios with you and I, they will help you figure out how to, it's, it's what would be the best result to get and then how to get there. Because I do try to have. With the least amount of damage.
2: Now that I think about it, my coworkers that I've been closest to have always been a more dominant personality. So I will help them be more tactful and they will help me be more forceful. I feel like that's even true of
0: our relationship. That's true. Yeah.
2: You adapted it.
0: Because mm-hmm. I'll shoot you a text message like, I'm thinking about saying this. Does this Ooh. sound nice? No, yeah, don't Don't say that. <laughs> don't <Laura>. say that. <laughs> that's not nice.
2: <laughs>
0: well, hey, I try. <laughs> and then you've got the problem solver, which probably is going to do okay with confrontation. I think so. So, I scored very high with compromiser and problem solver. I don't love confrontation, though. I mean, I'm not on the level that I think a computer would be on by any means. Or and, as low as a avoider would be. Yeah. And for me, I, I have to really fill the cause to confront someone. Which led to a lot of avoiding early on because I didn't have the self-confidence to stand up for myself. Like, I didn't feel like I was important enough to get into a confrontation with someone over. But I've always had no problem taking on confrontations for other people where I felt like justice needed to be done. That's never been a problem. But I didn't feel like I could stand up for myself, so... I'm getting better at that. Some people might say too good at that now. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that for my part, I try to always go into a situation. I try to cool off and I try to make it about the relationship and about repairing it. I love my job. I don't want to mess that up. You know, that whatever it is that is going through my mind but I also try to play to the problem solver too more in those situations for myself like okay I want to get through this I want to go ahead and and cause confrontation because I want the problem solved. Amanda's just nodding her head like this is not (laughs) helpful we're on a podcast you've got (laughs) you've got to talk. (laughs) nobody sees your head (laughs) nodding yes
2: yes i agree (laughs) very good information
0: oh gosh okay so third we want to take a look at the consequences of standing up for yourself and mostly when it doesn't go well um was the conflict worth it amanda do you think so there are times
2: in one particular relationship that. A conflict does not go well. And then we go our separate ways. And then I'm like, no. I'm going to go back in there and <laughs> fix this. Because I think, I mean, that, that's my marriage. So that is important enough for me to go around one, two, three, or four
1: mm-hmm. until
2: it is fixed. I'm not, I don't like to avoid things in that. Because leaving that unsettled or unresolved is more unsettling than the, than the conflict itself. So I guess it just depends on your degree of investment and what you're...
0: Ah, investment, yeah. And what you're dealing with. Well, and also what we were talking about earlier with the practice Mm -hmm. and having the maturity to realize that that's what
2: it is. And And you you, don't really get there right away. (laughs) And after you've been with someone for so long, then eventually you two kind of get into a, a groove or an understanding. Yes, yes
0: with the right relationships yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. you you grow from that confrontation even if it takes them a while to be okay with what happened and maybe there's a break in there for a little while but if it if it really was done to repair a relationship and not to harm it and um if that person really does, whether it be love you or respect you or um, just like you as a person, you know, they're going to come back. And the the best thing to do is to try not to burn the bridge in the meantime by going off and causing gossip or going behind their back. Or that's when I think people can get into the backstabbing.
2: And I have a really hard time with that sometimes because when I do... When conflict happens, I do want to talk to someone else about it, usually, because, like I said, I'm very bad at dealing with it, and I have all these emotions that I'm not used to dealing with, so I t- have to really watch myself by talking to the right people at the right time, and not just, like, word vomit everything, because that's not loose lips sink ships. is all I'm yeah. saying, is it gets out of control yes. real quick.
0: Well, and even if it's a situation where you had to stand up for yourself with someone and they don't come back to you, lesson learned, um, you know that you don't want that type of person in your life.
2: You deserve better. (laughs) You deserve better. Or you deserve something that's more cooperative towards you. Yeah, that meshes with you. Yeah.
0: I think that about wraps it up. I think so. I think that my brain is fried. <laughs> All right. Well, so, accommodators and computers, please contact us. <laughs> we, need, <laughs> we need to understand you better. Let us dissect your brains. Not literally.
2: <laughs> but it is. Our Halloween episodes are coming up. So. so, does that mean I get to be dark? Yes. We are going to go full dark yes! next time. Be prepared. All right.
0: I tried to tonight, but she wouldn't let me. Okay. We're going to end this now before it goes downhill. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Hey, everyone. It's Laura, and I just want to let you know where to find us on all your favorite social media spots. If you are on Twitter looking for us, at pop underscore personality. Facebook and Instagram is at pills. And if you'd like to shoot us an email with some of your ideas about um, your own personality or those around you, your experiences, you can do so at personality.period. That's a thought, thought yo. Know, pills at gmail.com. I hope to hear from you soon. Um, if it's not from me, then it will be from Amanda when she remembers our password. Later, all. Thank you.